Hello and welcome to the healthy, happy, and mostly sane entrepreneur. I'm your host, stress management consultant and coach and mostly sane entrepreneur, Ellen Leonard. Each week, I share my obsession with figuring out how to prioritize your own health and sanity while running a business, because I don't think you have to sacrifice your own health and well-being to be successful. So please stay tuned for today's episode full of actionable tools. And don't forget to hit subscribe to be sure you don't miss out on future episodes. Welcome to episode 13, part of our series on self-compassion. Today's episode, steps to take care of yourself so that you can take care of others. In this episode, you will learn, number one, why caring for others might make you tired. Number two, steps to take care of yourself so that you can still take care of others. Number three, what self-compassion looks like while you're still caring for others. So when we see other people in pain, when we see other people suffering as humans, it uses our ability to empathize as a limited resource. When we start to use it a lot, in times of intense compassion, in intense times of empathy, our source of empathy can become a little depleted, which can lead to us feeling exhausted and burnt out because we care so much. Now, when you become burnt out from using too much empathy, from caring too much. And that is not saying you shouldn't care as much as you do. But when you are caring too much, when you are caring for others, when you are full of love and compassion, it can be exhausting. And that's okay. It can cause us to be a little more easily irritated, a little more quick to anger, and it can cause trouble sleeping. So if you've been noticing some of those things going on for you, it might be time to check in with your empathy. And I am not about to tell you not to care about other people because that would be crazy and also impossible because human beings, for the most part, are built with empathy as part of who we are. But if you are caring for others, there is something called caregiver fatigue where caregivers give so much that they don't have a lot left over for themselves and they become tired, not just physically tired, but emotionally exhausted from loving, from caring, from giving so much, mentally exhausted. And Kristen Neff, who I've quoted again and again in this series on compassion, a leader in the field of self-compassion, she says, quote, Caregiver fatigue is not a sign of weakness, but a sign of caring, unquote. And I'll say that again because it's so freaking cool. She says, caregiver fatigue is not a sign of weakness, but a sign of caring. If you are caring about other people so much that you are finding that you are exhausted, that you are tired, that you are experiencing more fatigue, or maybe it's showing up again in trouble sleeping and being a little more irritated, a little quicker to anger, then just know that it's a sign of you caring too much. It's not a sign of weakness. 
part of the reason you might be so freaking tired is that you've been caring about your family, your friends, the whole world, and yourself. When we care so much, it can make us tired. And that's okay. Now, I have, of course, I'm not going to tell you to stop caring about people. I am certainly not going to stop caring about people, of loving people, of wanting the best things for them. I am going to try to stay as energized as I can around that because when I serve, when I get to show up, when I get to care, when I get to embrace that empathy, when I have the energy to do that, I am better. I feel better. You can even hear it in my voice right now that I am more energized by that idea than anything else. So I wanted to give you some tips, some ideas, some strategies, some steps to help you stay with that empathy, to help you be able to continue to care, to help you to be able to continue to be compassionate, to love, to give, to serve in any way that you want to. So step number one that we're going to work on is setting up some emotional boundaries, some boundaries to help you not use up your limited resources. And I want to start by referring you back to two of my previous podcasts. Uh, Episode number nine had three strategies to reduce decision fatigue. This can help immensely with conserving your resources. And episode number eight had how to stop drowning in information and wasting your time, which has become even more relevant right now in this moment. Because what I want to offer you is that one of the biggest things working on our emotions, sucking up our empathy right now is news and social media. And I know it's challenging when we're social distancing, when we're isolated, you want to say connected. And I don't want to discourage you from finding that connection or to get rid of these things entirely. I'm talking about setting boundaries for these things. Noticing when you feel drained after maybe watching a news program or reading news or being on a specific social media platform or even how you're engaging with your social media right? What are you paying attention to? What are you spending time on? Do you feel supported and energized by that? Or do you feel drained? And what is absolutely necessary right now? What do you absolutely have to do for work, for your health, uh, for what you need to know to function? And then how can you set up a healthy boundary with what you don't need, with what doesn't serve you, with what, what depletes you? Another strategy for setting up some emotional boundaries can be with the friends and family that we are caring for, that we do care about. And no, I'm not telling you to ditch any of your friends right now or to start ignoring people or stop caring about them. What I am suggesting is noticing how you are engaging with people. What interactions are supporting you? And can you have more of those? Can you find a way to increase those? Maybe talking to your best friend every single day is what gets you through the day. Maybe it's calling your grandma and connecting with her. What are the things that energize you? And then notice the things that are depleting you, the things that are challenging right now. And 
I'm not saying you have to get rid of them. I'm saying just to notice and to maybe try to set up some boundaries there. Is it something you really have to do every day? Is it something you can do every other day, once a week? How can you start to limit that as a form of self-care and a form of self-compassion? The next step I'd like for you to consider in making sure that you aren't completely drained by taking care of others is to really set up some serious self-care strategies. And I'd invite you to consider what works for you. What allows you to feel at your best, to function at your best? What are those things that you can do right now to start taking care of yourself? And I am not just talking about bubble baths and wine. I am talking about having your basic needs being met. I talked about that in episode 12, right? Having our basic needs being met to feel safe, to feel secure, to have enough food to, uh, and then your basic needs that might go beyond that, right? Might go beyond the standard to exercise, to get enough sleep. What are those things that really allow you to feel good, that allow you to feel supported, nourished? And self-care can also be asking others for help. I know that you have people right now who care about you just like you care about other people. You can reach out to them and say, hey, I'm really struggling. I'm really finding this challenging. Could we just talk? Uh, Could we just talk about nothing? Could you tell me about your cat and what they've been up to today? Uh, Can we just watch a movie together? Or what's your favorite episode of Friends? It doesn't matter. You can ask for help. Even though many of us are isolated, are social distancing right now, you can call people up, you can reach out, and they will be there just like you want to help people, just like you care, you want to be there for other people. They will want to be there for you. So those are our steps, but I wanted to close today with another Neff quote, Kristen Neff. I know I'm so obsessed with her. It's not my fault. She knows so much about self-compassion, right? Another quote from her, when she defines empathy so clearly um, and compared to compassion, which I just found so valuable. So she says, quote, empathy says, I feel you. Compassion says, I hold you. And think about that for a moment. Think about how you are probably doing both when you are a caregiver of any kind. You are doing both. You are feeling with people and you are holding people. You are caring for them. You are being compassionate and loving and kind and all of those amazing things. And I'd also like to remind you, that if you are passionate about caring for others, if you are really showing up and you are finding that you are tired, you are depleted, you are experiencing fatigue or you're quicker to anger, any of the other things I described that you might be experiencing, I would invite you to consider that if you don't take care of yourself, if you don't start to manage this, you won't be able to continue to show up doing these things that I know you value, that I know you hold dear, that I know you want to be doing for your friends, for your family, for your customers, for your clients, for everybody in your life. 
You want to be that person. You want to be a helper. And that is amazing. But you cannot continue to help if you are depleted. And finally, I'd like to remind you that when you are experiencing empathy, compassion, kindness, when you are overwhelmed by caring for other people, that's because you're amazingly human. And it can be so overwhelming, but I would encourage you never to view it as a weakness and instead to view it as a strength and hope that it's something that you will never ever lose, even when things are so challenging, that you will continue to be empathetic, compassionate, kind, and caring, because those are all unbelievable strengths. Those are all things that you can offer out into the world as a strength. And I just love that about you. So I sincerely hope that you'll find a way to cultivate a little more self-compassion, a little more self-care, a little more space for yourself so that you can continue to show up as the person that you want to be, that caring, compassionate, empathetic person that you really are in your heart and at your core. Thank you so much for listening today. As always, I hope you found this valuable and that there were useful tips Don't worry, I've got you covered with some show notes. If you just head over to www.ellen-leonard.com backslash podcast, that's www.ellen-leonard.com backslash podcast for show notes and additional resources. Thank you so much for listening. And I wish you a healthy, happy, and mostly sane week. I'll see you next time.